Clancy Pasta Presents, I get very confused sometimes. Written by Ritual83. The police officer was screaming at me, holding a gun. I wasn't sure why he was screaming. I get very confused sometimes. From the things he was saying, it was definitely something about a motherfucker who wouldn't freeze. I put two and two together. Clearly, the motherfucker was me. Darren grinned at me from the doorway. I hadn't realized he was there, still. I thought he had gone home. Darren is one of the few people who still talk to me, especially after that whole problem at Stacy's birthday party. Stacy herself cannot bear to look at me without bursting into laughter. She laughs and laughs. They all do, really. Darren does laugh, but only a little bit, and he'll still go out with me to get a beer every now and again. The police officer was quite insistent that I get on my knees. This seemed like a huge inconvenience for me. I had a full day planned and spending time on my knees would have eaten into my busy schedule. I wanted to go to the park, not hang around on my knees with this angry man in a uniform. I didn't get down on my knees and just stared at the man. Darren was losing it a little. This was definitely the funniest thing he had seen in a while, maybe even since Stacy's party. Ignoring Darren, the policeman screamed a cuss at me again, and I watched his fingers tighten around his gun. I had read somewhere about the phallic symbolism of guns and their place in American culture. I considered mentioning this to try and lighten the mood of the situation, but I thought the man was angry enough already and might take such information as a swipe at his own manhood. Still, keeping this particular topic out of the conversation didn't seem to cheer him up at all. It was then that I realized that I was naked. Naked is the day I was born, give or take a few patches of body hair. Ah, that's right, I realized, as the supermarket doors attempted to close behind me. I'm in a place where that's not quite allowed. Darren, standing in the side doorway, seemed to be done with his little chuckle, and was now gnashing his teeth at the policeman. The cops seemed to ignore him completely. I struggled for something to say. Sorry, I started, not quite sure where the statement would go. It didn't go anywhere at all. I just stopped talking. This made the policeman angriest of all. He took one step towards me, and that's where it all went to hell. Darren pounced upon him, sharpened teeth sinking into exposed flesh. The policeman screamed. I remembered that most people can't actually see Darren at all, or hear him, but they can absolutely feel him, especially those horribly sharpened teeth. I had made quite the fool of myself at that party at Stacy's house, and it stood to reason that the only person who would still talk to me was Darren. It was understandable that a man who could not be seen or heard, but who lusts for human flesh and blood and eats memories, would spend his time with someone like me who gets confused so much. I feel like I tend to forget why Darren is so terrifying most of the time, but times like this are a good reminder. That's why I'm writing this, to remind myself why Darren is my friend. Reminders are good to have, 
I get very confused sometimes. Part 2 Darren is laughing again, braying through that big, open mouth. He's saying that I'm mispronouncing his name, but I'm sure I've got it right. I asked him what it was, but all he does is laugh and tell me how stupid I am. I don't like being called stupid, but I don't have a lot of friends, so I don't do anything about it. The McDonald's was in rare form yesterday. I was minding my own business when a large, handsome dog called for my attention. It took me longer than I prefer to admit to realize that it wasn't actually the dog trying to get my attention, but in fact another policeman. I have a bad time with police officers. Even when they're nice, I always end up doing something to make them angry at me. There were two policemen there, on those big dogs they ride sometimes, and they wanted to know what I was doing there. I told them that Darren and I were getting Happy Meals. Right now they have Avengers toys. Darren really likes the Avengers movies, although I don't really understand them. The policeman on the bigger dog seemed confused himself. He was asking why I was outside if I was getting a Happy Meal. He also wanted to know who Darren was. I remembered that most other people couldn't see Darren. Just me and my friend Stacy, and Stacy didn't talk to Darren or myself much anymore because of what went down at her birthday party. Taking a quick glance down to make sure I was as clothed as was legally necessary, and finding that I was wearing a shirt and a pair of jeans that, while stained, did seem to be covering up my worst features, I responded. They have made me wait outside, I told them. Because of the smell, I added, helpfully. I think in the wind the smell is a little less obvious, but it's pretty clear inside that my body reeks. I've tried bathing multiple times a day, but the smell of rotting meat just clings to me. The policeman seemed quite satisfied by this, and reassured that I was not loitering, led away the other, riding their dogs down the street. No, they aren't dogs, aren't they? Dogs are not that tall. Something. After about 45 minutes, I had realized that my Happy Meal wasn't coming. Darren giggled slightly and pulled his toy out of his back pocket. The bastard had stolen one of the toys from inside the restaurant. He had it this entire time. Annoyed, I walked back down the road toward my house. Darren followed, skipping and whooping behind me, shaking his action figure around like he was making it fly. It took me a good 20 minutes to find my house again. I kept getting lost, and the two or three times I let Darren guide me, we ended up back at the McDonald's. What made it worse was that he kept laughing when we got there. I was demanding to know if he was leading me back there on purpose, or if he was as bad at directions as me. He called me a dumb shit and shrieked my nose. My house needs a good cleaning. I don't think I've vacuumed since last year, and the floors all have a layer of dust near the walls. I think it used to be someone else's house some time ago, as there's someone in the bathroom all the time, taking a bath. He never gets out of that bath. Darren started getting antsy not 15 minutes after I got home. I'm bored, he cried as he ran through the house, waving his arms side by side like an airplane. 
jumping on the kitchen table. He opened his mouth, baring his horrible sharp teeth in me, gnashing them again and again. I wasn't taking any of his crap though, not today. I was supposed to get lunch at McDonald's and that didn't happen. I walked out of the kitchen and down to the basement where I kept the closet where Stacy lived. Opening the closet door, Stacy stared back at me. Hello, I said to her. She didn't respond to me. Hello? I tried again. Oh right, this isn't Stacy, I remembered. Stacy moved to Ohio a while back. This was the closet where I'd kept all the old clothes I had fished out of her dumpster before she moved. It didn't seem like a polite thing to do, but Darren insisted that I had to do it and hang them here. That's strange. I wonder why I thought this was Stacy. I get so confused sometimes. This was just a clothes hanger from which hung a blouse and a pair of black pants. Hello, said Stacy from the closet. Darren's laugh echoed from behind me. I could hear the telephone ringing upstairs. I never usually answered it, but something compelled me to go up and do so. Hello, is this Christopher Gordon? I didn't know who that could be, so I told the voice on the other end, no. It's good to speak to you, Mr. Gordon. My name is Jake, and I'm wondering if you've got a few minutes to talk about your long-distance calling plan. I told Jake that I was definitely not Christopher Gordon, and absolutely did not need any assistance with my long-distance calling plan. But he assured me that he didn't believe me, and that no one believed me, and that I had better fucking listen to what he had to say. Twenty minutes later, I was extremely exhausted, but... I knew that I had gotten Christopher Gordon, whoever he was, an excellent plan to call the UK, Turkey, and any country in the European Union. I wondered where Darren had gone. Somewhere during the phone call, his wheezing breath had stopped making noise. I wondered if he'd gotten out on his own, as he tends to do so when he's annoyed at me. Sometimes he disappears for days, only to reappear covered in blood, dirt, and on one occasion, cake frosting. Going back down to the basement, I noticed that the closet door was closed and locked again. I hoped that Stacy was alright in there. Wait, no. Not Stacy. I had to stop making that mistake. It was then that I realized that the black door was open. That wasn't good. Darren never left the black door open. I was tempted for a moment to peek inside. I knew I wasn't supposed to. I knew that I shouldn't, but the temptation. I had to leave the basement. Darren knew what he was doing. I'd let him deal with the black door when he was back. Part 3 Someone in a previous comment section suggested that I get tattoos to remind me of something, because I get very confused sometimes. When I went down to the tattoo parlor, I couldn't remember what I was supposed to have tattooed. So now I have a tattoo on my left arm that says horse leg, and one on my right arm that says a problem. 
I'm not sure what this means, but I feel like I might have done something wrong. Darren hasn't been home for a week now. He never came home. The house has been very quiet. The man in the bath stopped whispering, and the black door has just been hanging open in the basement. I decided that I should call Stacy. Stacy moved to Ohio a while back. Didn't I have her number? I thought I might have it written down somewhere, but after searching through the house and not finding the phone number, I remembered why. Stacy's party was in full effect. I was attending because Stacy had promised to set me up with one of her friends. I remember being in a bit of a romantic rut at the time. When I got there, there was no friend to be set up with, though. Stacy had told me to stop being such a presumptuous prick when I raised this complaint. She had invited me there for her seance. I didn't like that sort of thing. I told everyone that I hated them because they were fake, but secretly I hated them because I was worried they might not be fake. There was me, Stacy, Stacy's friend Karen and Joe, and some French-Canadian man that I didn't catch the name of. We sat in a circle in Stacy's back room, bouncing between holding hands and each drinking from a bottle of vodka we had placed in the middle of the circle. I think this might be bullshit, said Joe, after a long swig. Karen shot him a dirty look and looked at me for validation, but I looked back blankly. Was it bullshit? I didn't really know much about this sort of thing. The next thing I knew, Stacy was screaming. Everyone was screaming. Everyone except me. I was standing in the corner of the room, staring at a fire in the middle of the room. There was another man, a man who I hadn't ever seen before. He was pointing and laughing at me. Everyone was screaming and yelling at me. Did I start the fire? I don't really remember. I was so confused. The black door closed last night. I had gone downstairs to check on it and found it closed and locked. I imagined that maybe Darren had come back, but I still haven't seen him since I last updated this. I realize how lonely this sounds, and I have to admit, I am lonely. Since Stacy's party, since Stacy left for Ohio. Was it Ohio? Maybe it was Utah. Since Stacy left, it has only been Darren and me, and now it's just me. I left the house this morning to go into town and see if I can find something to eat. I got lost somewhere behind the drugstore and found myself in the lingerie section of the Nordstrom's. After tracking down a store associate there, they seemed happy to help me at first, and not so much soon after. Hello, they said to me with a smile. Oh, hello. I'm confused. This was the truth. I get so confused sometimes. Well, I can certainly help you, sir. Are you looking for a gift? I have to admit that this rang a little strange to me. A gift? I hadn't given or received a gift in such a long time. The concept felt a little alien to me. A gift? They started. For a friend? Oh, I replied, 
happy to finally understand. No, it's alright. I don't have any friends. Despite my reassurance, this seemed to upset the associate. They asked me to wait by the register while they checked on something. Four minutes later, several large men were physically throwing me out of the store. I was rather confused by this, mostly because I thought I was on my best behavior, but I imagine they may have had a good reason. Darren would have never let this happen. Back at the house. My house. Oh wait, it's not my house at all. It's the bathtub man's house. That's an embarrassing mistake to make. No wonder he screams at night. I should apologize to him. Back at the house now. I've just been laying on the couch in the living room. I wonder what may have happened to Darren. Did he go through the black door? If so, why? I think tomorrow I'm going to go through that door as well. I'll let the bathtub man know what I'm up to. I'm sure he'll be happy to see me go, to be honest. He never really got along with Darren and I. I checked the black door earlier. The lock on it is pretty flimsy, and I was able to pull it open without much of an issue. It hurts a little to look inside it. It's not dark in there as much as it's something else. A blue and a mirror color at the same time. I felt a bit sick after looking at it, but that might have been because I didn't need anything this morning after all. I wonder what is inside. Is that Darren's place? Where he comes from? Why did he leave there and why did he go back? Did he mean to tell me and forgot? Did he ever care at all? I wonder sometimes if Darren was real. Was he the figment of my imagination? I remember him doing things, but can I really trust that memory? Did I do those things? Is this black door I'm standing in front of a door to somewhere else? Or is it just a closet in a basement? When I open this door and see that blue mirror color and I hear those whispers, are they real? Oh god, I get so confused sometimes. I'm going inside. If you enjoyed this story, you can visit the podcast description to find more of the author's work, and visit youtube.com slash clancypasta for more horror story narrations like this. Thank you all for listening, and have a great night.